Hey everybody, welcome to May the 8th. It's Monday and we start a new week. I hope that you are doing well. Thanks for joining me for Enough for Today. Um, we come off a great weekend at Emmanuel. I'm so encouraged by yesterday. Uh, first of all, it was just great to see everybody. I just love our church family. Um, I love the worship. We had a great song service yesterday. We continued in John 14. How can it not be a great Sunday if you're in the first seven verses of John 14? I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I will come again. I mean, let not your heart be troubled. It just doesn't get any better than that. So um, John 14, we recognize Pastor Lance, Derek, and John, all three of them, for crossing their 10-year anniversary on our pastoral staff. And we reminisced about the stories, and uh, we had a short video, their photos and all that. That was fun. It was just a wonderful, wonderful day. Then after uh, the service, Dana and I had the privilege of having lunch uh, for two and a half hours. We, first, we had tacos, and then we ate. We, uh, we sat and answered questions from our young adults, our Ignite ministry. And I don't know, there were... 40-ish people in that room, and they had submitted all these questions. There were 26 questions. We covered the gamut. I mean, from marriage to doctrine to future to the will of God. We talked about so many things, but we just had a blast. We laughed a lot. It was a good time. And, uh, and so we're often running into a new week, and uh, this is personally an exciting week for me. I'm thankful for some things that are happening later this week. Um, but today... Uh, I want to spend just a few minutes with you introducing Psalm, uh, let's see, this is Psalm 78, and it's a long one. It's the second longest psalm. We talked about that on Friday. And so what we do, we read the psalm, and then we think through it, and we're going to come back into it. So on Friday, we read up to verse 39, and so we're going to pick it up in verse 40, not be long today, but just go from 40 to 72 in our reading. So if you're listening to the audio uh, I'm just going to be reading. If you're watching the video, I'm going to unfortunately have head down for a few minutes just reading and just giving you this psalm and letting you think through it. It is a historical account. It's a song that teaches history, the history of Israel, and it uh, undoubtedly was used to instruct children in the narrative of the works of God in the history of of Israel. It follows well on Psalm 77 when the psalmist said, I'm going to remember your works. Psalm 78 goes back through the works of God in the history of Israel. So we really pick it up in the middle of the narrative of the children of Israel having the exodus happened out of Egypt. Now they're living in the wilderness. And so we pick it up in verse 40 where the psalm says, how oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy, how he had wrought his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan, and had turned their rivers into blood and their floods that they could not drink. He sent diverse sorts of flies among them which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave also their increase unto the caterpillar and their labor unto the locusts. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamore trees with frost. He gave up their cattle also to the hail and their flocks to hot thunderbolts. He cast upon them the fierceness of his wrath, anger, wrath, and indignation and trouble by sending evil angels among them. 
He made a way to his anger. He spared not their soul from death, but gave their life over to the pestilence and smote all the firstborn in Egypt, the chief of their strength in the tabernacles of Ham, but made his own people to go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them on safely so that they feared not, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. He brought them to the border of his sanctuary, even to this mountain which his right hand had purchased. He cast out the heathen also before them and divided them an inheritance by line and made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. Yet they tempted and provoked the Most High God and kept not his testimonies, but turned back and dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow, for they provoked him to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. When God heard this, he was wroth and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men, delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hands. He gave his people over also unto the sword and was wroth with his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men and their maidens were not given to marriage. Their priests fell by the sword and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awakened as one out of sleep and like a mighty man that shouteth by reason of wine. And he smote his enemies in the hinder parts and he put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim but chose the tribe of Judah, the Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like high palaces, like the earth, which he has established forever. He chose David also his servant and took him from sheepfolds, from following the ewes, great with young. He brought him to feed Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. So we end there, verse 72. What a story. What a story, and I'm refraining, pausing and commenting as I go through the story because it's just so wonderful and it's so beautiful and it's so profound and it's so applicable to our lives and our journey today. And I read the word Shiloh and I, I was there three times last year at that location and I'm just getting chills as I'm reading this psalm. So um, all that to say, my friend, here's the big picture. God was faithful to Israel even though Israel was not faithful to him. Uh, that's the big, big, big overarching truth of the psalm. The second overarching truth is God was just with his enemies and he was fa a faithful shepherd to his following believers. And that's a big overarching principle in this psalm. But we're gonna break it down. We will enjoy the journey together um, and you'll be delighted, I think, to find out how much it has to do with your life and my life today. This psalm teaches us a lot about God. And so we're going to learn to know him better through it. So happy Monday. Have a great day. And uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow.